0: Hi, I'm Dave Stevens. Welcome back to Press Box. Uh, great show so far. Josh just got done with uh, Jeremy Roenick. Uh, what, a, what a great way to start the show. But now I'm going to bring in an old baseball buddy of mine, uh, somebody that I've known for a while, a former Major League Baseball player, and of course, uh, long, long career in Major Leagues, also one of the taller players that ever played in baseball. And uh, he makes his home in Michigan and uh, uh, up in uh, Char. Char-, 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 Char-
1: what do we got Darla up Boy. Darla Boy, and I'm actually now in Detroit right now, back home. You're in
0: Detroit? Wow. I can never pronounce that name. But uh, Dennis, so glad you could join us to talk a little baseball. Dennis, of course, was a major league pitcher, pitched for the Yankees and the Padres and the Reds, and uh, you don't get to do that unless you can actually pitch in the major league. So thanks for joining us for a little bit today, bud. And, uh, you know, how is life? How's the family? What's going on in Michigan?
1: Everything is good. Everything is good. Obviously, you can see we're Red Wings fans. Um, So, uh, but yeah, it's all good. And uh, I'm down here uh, temporarily. Renee's up at uh, slinging ice cream and flipping burgers up at the uh, restaurant that you've been at. And uh, other than that, everything is good.
0: Well, it's so awesome to have you here. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, you have played with and next to a lot of great guys in baseball. And uh, I want to bring in, we're talking about the Padres suddenly, one of the teams you really had uh, uh, some success with and those guys. And uh, this year they've got some exciting players, but you had that opportunity back in the day to play alongside one of the greats, Tony Gwynn. That was uh, such an amazing smile, without a doubt, one of the greatest hitters of all time. And uh, we lost him way, way, way too soon. But uh, your past cross, you were teammates. I mean, what was it like to be a teammate of Tony Gwynn's?
1: You know, he uh, was an amazing individual and obviously an incredible player. But uh, when I first got traded over there from the Yankees uh, as a player named later for Tommy John in 1983, joined him the last two weeks of the big league season. Then we all went together. Tony, Kevin McReynolds, there was like six of us that went to Puerto Rico together and uh, went to play winter ball. So uh, I got to know him pretty good there. So I really, our career started uh, back in, uh, back in 83 during winter ball. So, uh, but he was just a student of the game and never stopped trying to improve. And uh, we learned a lot from him from the hitting side uh, because he would help us pitchers uh, kind of know what the other hitters were, were doing at the plate and how we could best get them out.
0: And, Dennis, now we've got another guy that kind of looks a little bit and reminds folks, I think, of the, the way he hits, and that's Tat- Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, who has really been crushing the ball uh, early in this season. We thought he had an injury and wasn't going to get to play, but do you see a little similarities in, in their hitting approach?
1: You know, a little bit. Uh, obviously, he's uh, he hits for more power, but you know, surprisingly, Tony could uh, hit for power as well if he wanted to. And uh, or when he needed to, it was, uh, you know, he was just that good. And uh, but it's fun to to see the Padres be uh, back in the back in the forefront and uh, compete with the Dodgers. Boy, it's been great to see that rivalry start back up again. And uh, it's just exciting for baseball. But uh, he's a great player. And and uh, it's just I hope he has a long career. And uh, like Tony did.
0: And, you know, you've done so much since your career uh, for, you know, your own town and for other areas around the country with the baseball clinics that uh, I've had the honor to work with you in and the golf uh, tournaments that you come and appear at for, uh, for uh, Dave Bowen and, and us down in Florida. You know, why do you continue to give back? Why do you continue to do so much when you, you really could just, uh, you know, sling ice cream and do your thing?
1: You know, uh, it's, it's really all about the relationships and, uh, you know, I was fortunate to play, uh, you know, playing coach part 20 years, parts of 20 years in, uh, in, uh, professional baseball. And it's just, uh, it's something that you always did. And I like to support, um, the guys are doing great work, uh, both on and off the field and, and, and they come and support. Me as well, up in uh, up in Charlevoix, doing our ledges for youth youth clinic, like you did. So, um, you know, it's it's a it's a reciprocal arrangement, and I enjoy being a part of uh, all these different events. And then all the stories, as you know, that happen that you get to hear uh, when we all get together is uh, is definitely uh, enlightening.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've had <laughs> great times, and you know, COVID is really. Uh, has hurt us as far as you know the the fun we get to see with Larry and we don't get together. Although you guys travel, you know, you guys get to continue to go cross country. I'm talking about uh, Dennis's buddy Larry Kalura, who was a, a, a catcher in the Yankees organization. And uh, I mean, what has this been? These struggles been like for you and your family? With with you know, as much as you are an ambassador, you're not getting to do the things you would do.
1: Yeah, we uh, we've tried to. Uh, um, Larry's met me out uh, for his vacation. He's an executive in insurance company, so I think he spends all his vacation time uh, with me. We've rented an RV, went and seen some uh, former teammates, and uh, and done some other events uh, as much as we could, especially during COVID, so we could control all that in the RV. But uh, that was an awful lot of fun, and uh, who knows, we might make another trip. But uh he's, uh he's a lot of fun to be around and uh, never, as you know, and, and and keeps me laughing, that's for sure. Uh,
0: Dennis Rasmussen joining us on the Press Box. Uh, a lot of show left, but uh, I want to get into a couple of things because, uh, Ras, you, you could rake a little bit back in your day. I know you could hit. You had to hit, obviously, when you played in the National League. But uh, I want to get your thoughts on on what we finally have seen from Shonhei Otani, uh, being able to hit and the lineup uh, on the off days he's not pitching, but also to come out and throw consistently on the mound. And again, uh, it's one of those things where I know you as a as a batter, you, you didn't want to have to do that all the time, but you had to learn it. But I'm just wondering, you know, the fascination with this experiment, it finally seems to be working. Are we going to see copycats, or is this a one-time thing?
1: You know, uh, he's an exceptional player, and to do what he's doing at the level he's doing it, uh, and both, pitching and hitting, is just amazing. So uh, I tip my hat to him, and it's just great for the game, and it's fun to watch, and obviously that's why people come to, to the games is to watch him play. You don't want to go to the concession stand and misses at bat. He's one of those guys. and uh, Let alone, now you can't hardly leave and go to the bathroom uh, or anything and leave your seat because he's uh, pitching and hitting at the same time. So um it's it is a lot of fun i uh, i enjoyed growing up you know i always loved hitting and playing both sides of the game um uh, i'm i'm definitely proud of my 50 uh major league hits that is for sure um but i took a lot of pride in my hitting and i was fortunate to play in the in the national league with cincinnati and mostly with san diego and, and uh be able to swing the bat and help my own cause
0: Yeah, well, I was looking at stuff. In fact, I had some grainy footage of you and just lumbering around the bases on, like, a bases clear. Like, I'm watching you flying around the bases. I'm just thinking, wow, could he even get to first base these days? And, you know, me and you, like, 40 seconds each, I don't know. But you know what it takes as far as the pitching conditioning for your body. So what is the taxing toll when you've got to get in the cage, too, and use the other arms? Like, that's what, you know, he's gone through some problems with this. Like, can he keep up at this high level?
1: God, I sure hope so. You know, nobody's done it before, so uh, it remains to be seen. But you know, probably the biggest thing is there's no downtime. You know, he's other than when he's not hitting, but he's still watching the game and watching the pitchers because he's got to go out and face him as a hitter. And then, you know, when you're on the mound, you you you're you're working hard and and focusing. So the mental part of the game is is really impressive to me um maybe even more than the 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 physical part because obviously he can do that and uh but the mental part because you never can turn it off you got to be able to go back out there and and uh watch what's going on during the game and there's no uh there's no break
0: and i know you love baseball you're always at a game and traveling around but um you know are we seeing the better quality of baseball this year because of what we had to go through for that small sixty game season? We saw minor leaguers making debuts in the postseason. Are we back to normal baseball now?
1: Well, I'd like to think we are. We're slowly getting there. Um, our uh, our uh, state of Michigan is opening back up even a little bit more this past week. So um, you know, I just hope uh, it just keeps going and, I know the fans are excited to be back at the ballpark. I went to uh, to one game at uh, Comerica. I watched the Tigers play, and you know it was uh, there was a lot of excitement there. It was limited seating, but hopefully, as it opens more and more up, there's nothing better and motivating as a player to have fans in the in the seats and and cheering your uh, your team on, both uh, good and bad. You know the, the Yankee, my Yankee days and going into Fenway and playing against the Red Sox was still just as exciting even though you're a visiting player but uh, it just uh, it keeps your adrenaline up and and I can't even imagine playing uh, last year with no fans in the in the stands it because uh, you you're really you feed off that and and it had to be a, a difficult season
0: Dennis Rasmussen former major League baseball pitcher joining us on uh, disability channel press box And Dennis as we wrap up uh, not putting you on the spot, and I'm not looking for compliments or accolades, but getting to know me um, and, and my disability, I, I've heard you talk about it, and, and it really means a lot to me. But, like, did it help change your perspective and the perception of what those that are labeled handicapped and disabled? And, again, I'm not looking for your compliments. I'm just looking for the impact that something like that can have on a life.
1: Well, it, you know, we um, uh, we met. Uh, God, years ago, uh, at, at the amputee golf tournament through a mutual friend. And, and I had been participating in that. And, and through that, I've met so many other great people and they're each and every one are an inspiration because, you know, I have all my, all my limbs and, and, uh, faculties for the most part, it's debatable, but, uh, uh, but you know, it's, and I'm able to go out there and do that, but it's, it's not limiting, uh, watching some of these kids and, and adults go out there and play golf and play sports and, uh, and do the things that, uh, you know, the physically able, uh, can still do. But, you know, it's just an inspiration to watch, uh, everybody that has any kind of challenge. To go out there and and do something that we, a lot of times take for granted, and uh, but it's just it's definitely inspiring and heartwarming to to see all the different, especially at the younger ages, and that where kids didn't think they could do something and said, well, why not? Why why can't you go out there and do that? Look at look at who's doing it and paving the way. So, kudos on everything you're doing um, and uh, bring to light what's uh, what's possible because anything is possible.
0: And I mean, you were on the same field, uh, you know, with Jim Abbott. I mean, you've got to witness firsthand some of the miracles that can happen when people just go out and just try to do their own thing. And as you know, this is my normal. Um, We all have struggles as we get older. We all kind of get things that kind of make us all part of that disabled family when you can't walk or you need hip replacement surgery or or something like that. So thank you. I, it, your friendship means a lot. And before I let you go, I got to ask you one more question. Uh, when we, you know, we, we just talked to Jeremy Roenick, put him on the spot, but for you, I don't care if it's little league, college, uh, major leagues, we're having a beer. What is that greatest moment that of your life, your personal achievement? What, what When you look back that, you know, you're just like, that was the day, that was, that was the day in my career.
1: Well, there, you know, it brings me back having, doing doing this interview and, and uh, joining you. I was in a uh, bicycle car accident when I was a kid uh, at 15 where I almost lost my left ankle. And since after my career was over, I had it abused, but um, there was a time where, uh, you know, a turning point where our the, the orthopedic doctor that said, well, we can we can always amputate Let's put it back together and see what happens. I think that was the turning point that for me, anything was possible as I look back on it. And I never used that as a, as a handicap. Yeah. I just dealt with it and everybody, all the trainers, everybody knew that I had to do my conditioning on a bike. And, and it's kind of a story that a lot of people don't know. And uh, I, I'm very proud of the fact that I got to the level that I did and persevered. Was it, was it, all that easy and physically uh easy no um but nothing in life is nothing worth uh doing and achieving is uh, is easy there's always some uh, bumps along the way so you know that's probably my biggest proudest moment there's a lot of things that uh, in the game that that uh that you know i'm proud of but, and longevity being one um so but that's probably the, the biggest point and turning point that i'll never forget that uh that doctor, orthopedic doctor, on call on that on that Labor Day of 1973, that uh, you know told my parents that you know this is what's possible and and it's basically up to me and that was the turning point and and I took it and ran with it, literally.
0: Well, thank you, my friend, and I'm so glad. that uh, What an impactful story. It's like you never know what you're going to find out when, when you and I talk. So, uh, brother, it's so glad. Oh, hey, congratulations. Uh, so tell us, update us about this exciting new part of your life and what can we do to follow you and share and, and maybe get you some work.
1: Yeah, well, we're, um, uh, I'm at a part where I'm uh, going to be a pitching coach in the uh, Appalachian League. It has not been announced yet um officially so i won't tell the team but uh i am getting back into baseball and it is uh you know it's exciting and and i'm looking forward to uh you know that this next chapter with renee's blessing to get back and share some of my experiences with these young uh, college kids non-draft eligible college players in the uh, new major league baseball um, usa baseball partnership so uh you know, more to be said uh, at a later time, but it's an exciting time. Uh, unfortunately, with all the contraction and things going on with minor league baseball, having uh, been taken over by Major League Baseball, there's still uh, a lot of teams in transition. And But the new Appy League should be uh, should be exciting to watch and, and with these up and coming players that they think uh, are going to uh, play in the big league someday.
0: All right, well, there he is. Look at that baby face. Uh, he's, he's seen a lot of fun places and locations and a lot of great memories. Uh, Dennis Rasmussen. said, thanks for joining me, my friend, and uh, I can't wait till we can get together in person, shake hands, have a beer, and uh, maybe have a couple of Moscow mules.
1: There you go. Well, uh, it's great to see you, and I love you, brother, and uh, you uh, take care and keep doing your good work.
0: All right. Thank you. Dennis Rasmussen joining us here on TDC Press Box. When we come back, we are going to have Jay Stoyan to talk a little Maple Leafs hockey. Josh is going to jump back in the seat, and we'll update you on this quest for the Stanley Cup in 2021. This is Dave Stevens. You're watching Press Box.